I'm pleased and really excited to be able to introduce MJ Towler, Marvin Towler, AKA the Black Wine Guy. Uh, MJ has been in the wine business for over 20 years. He's worked in retail, wholesale, and is the first African American fine and rare wine auctioneer. He was also recently named Wine Enthusiast Future 40 Tastemaker. <laughs> And uh, lifelong journalists and former Wall Street Journal wine columnists Dorothy Gaither and John Brecker declared him a, an extraordinary interviewer. <laughs> so in the short time uh, since he launched the Black Wine Guy Experience podcast in the fall of 2020, MJ has become a sought-after and respected force in the wine media, climbing quickly to number 17 on Apple's food podcasts. Pretty awesome. Um, for, uh, bre before breaking down the walls before, between race and wine in ways that are fun and welcoming to all on his podcast, MJ caught the wine bug working um, storied retailer Acker Wines in New York City and in a few short years became the first ever black fine wine and rare wine auctioneer. So, um, very pleased to introduce MJ to you. And before he comes out, I just want to mention that if you're interested in having bubbles after this, um, they're doing bubbles for BMAC at The Thief, $20 per person. Right, Liz? Okay. All right. And uh, let's welcome MJ out. <laughs> Hey, hey, everybody, what's up? It's your boy, MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience live at the Giza Theater, Giza Paris here in Walla Walla, Washington. Um, I, I, I want to get choked up, <laughs> but it's really, it's amazing to be here um, because I launched the podcast, and I, I want to know, I want to thank you so much for being here because I take it seriously. Anybody who spends... 90 to two hours out of there, 90 minutes, two hours a week, listening to my dumbass talk, um, I'm really appreciative for. Um, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be when I started the podcast, uh, but I, I was very fortunate. It came out of the gate really strong. I've had incredible guests. But for me, it's, it's about the stories. I love wine. And what I love about wine, I love the way wine brings people together. Um, I think it's the perfect beverage for having discussions, even difficult discussions. I like to tell people I've never seen a, a fight break out at a wine tasting. <laughs> you know, but if you're in the frat house and there's some Jaeger and there's some Natty Light, somebody's gonna get their ass whooped. <laughs> um, but I mean, wine is, uh, is just, it, when I got into wine in 97, it just, it just I caught the bug and, and it's just, it's ever evolving. It changes every year. You can never know everything about it, which is what I love. I mean, I've had Masters of Wine on the podcast, and that's the reason why they do it, that you just can't know it all. Um, and, it, and I think being a lifelong learner really keeps you alive, you know? Um, so it's a very fascinating beverage, and I love the people I met and the connections we make, and it is really super exciting. Um, connected with um, Carrie and the crew at the Walls, I want to first of all also thank Mike, Carrie, Valerie, Catherine, Kyla, and Todd, the whole team at the Walls Vineyard. You know, it was during the, it was during the pandemic. Um, I had 
got known for pairing music lyrics with wine reviews. And um, I had bought a bottle of uh, 2016 Curitas from the walls, and I did a review on it. And um, this guy named Me Todd started following me because it's his Instagram handle. And then, like about a month later, a box of wine shows up out of nowhere, and it's got it's got walls, and it's got all the people with force majeure, and it's got everybody works for it. And I knew about the wines from reading Jeb Dunnick, and I was just super excited. And then I tried the wines, and in 2020, you know, it's hard to be up here. Like I was like everybody's doing their top 10 list of wine. So I was like, well, fuck it. You could do a top 10 list. And for me, what makes a wine exceptional is it, it's a number of things. Have I had the varietal before? Have, do, what, what's going on with it? And I had never had Todd's wines before. And in that first year, three of his wines made my top 10, and it was just, it was just astounding. And so, so consequently, I've really connected with the walls. I've done several vintage releases with Catherine. Thank you so much. Um, and Mike. But... Uh, Enough about me. It's about it's about my guests. I'm here to get their stories. A lot of you know them, but what I've found is you're gonna learn something about them you didn't know tonight, right? Because you can read a lot. You know, we'll get into wine, but all that shit's in the text sheets. You can go on the website and read the text sheets if you want to know about the bricks and the clonal selection. You guys all know about the soil you have here, right? <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna take any more time because I'm gonna use it to interview people. And uh, thank you so much for welcoming me. And I just have to say. You guys want to be here. I feel for my wife. She has to sit through two hours of this, and she lives with me all, and it's my beautiful wife, Pamela, right there. <clears throat> and, um, you know, she's listened to one of my 84 episodes, so she's, like, forced to listen to this. So um, thank you, baby. I appreciate you. I love you. And uh, let's get this party started. All right. Who we got? And I'm going to be filling with my glasses because I'm like, I don't want to get readers. I don't want to admit how old I am, how bad my eyes are. Who can relate? You, you. <laughs> no, you come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm a goer. How you doing? I'm good, MJ. You can, you can adjust you? your mic, feel comfortable. What do you got? Oh, oh you know what you're short. supposed to do? They told me not to twist, but to lift. Okay, but I think yeah. I twisted um, already. We got to get you a glass. Hang on. Uh, yeah, one glass. What's that? Here, I'm going to pour. We're going to be efficient with your time. No, it's, it's, your, it's, it's your time. Or actually, no. Since you're here and I'm here, I think it's kind of like our time, it's Mr. Our time. Hand. We're here together. Oh, you got <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Mike got it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so um, here's what we're going to do. Here's how it's going to go. Um, if this was a, um, you know, I have a lot of people to speak to today. And uh, not as much time as I like to have with each one of you. But here's the deal. If you do well, I'll think about having you on the podcast oh, God, proper. It's right? a test. <laughs> oh, he starts off with a test. <laughs> no, but seriously, let's. Let's just hop right in some questions. Um, so, yes, 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 we will, we will. Um, we're going to hop into some questions, but first, I have notes. I've been reading since I'm four years old. This man's prepared. Um, so my guest, to most of you here, my guest today needs no introduction. But for all of those who will watch this later on live stream, all five of you, um, 
Ashley, please introduce yourself and also what you do. My name is Ashley Trout, and I am the owner and winemaker of Brook and Bull Cellars and the owner of and founder of Vital Wines. Woo! All right, and uh, tell me what you uh, what we're drinking tonight. We brought I brought Malbec. This is our reserve Malbec. Okay, okay. And why is it a reserve Malbec? Because uh, it's great. <laughs> Good answer. No, I wanted, I wanted uh, I, for me, it's really important that, and it's a lot of what you do too, right? You, you sort of take what people think they know, right? Malbec's a cheap wine. It comes from, uh, you know, Argentina, comes from Argentina in large which part, doesn't. right? You throw it. Spoiler throw, alert. <laughs> right? And, um, and, I, and I wanted to, to twist it on its head and, and show people what it can really do and, and change perspective, Right. Um, and so that I thought it was fitting for for tonight. Really cool. Well, thanks for bringing it. We're gonna t I'm gonna taste some wine with you. So I like to uh, start like at the beginning. So very quickly, where did you grow up? Washington D.C. Oh, East Coast girl. Yeah. D.C. Like proper or in a, in a belt way somewhere? Yeah, D.C. proper. Wow. I know. But, I think that's like what when I it got. was Chocolate City. You were in D.C. That's right. <laughs> I, well, yeah, that's true too. I think I got. I think I got into college because. Then when they accept me, they get the little asterisk yeah, right. that says, and the District of Columbia, right? <laughs> like, we've got all these kids from all these states, and I was the asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> so was your family into wine when you were growing up? Were you exposed to it as a child? No. Okay. So um, when did you fall in love with wine? You know, I fell in love with the job before I fell in love with wine. So I'm from DC and then tidbits of LA and I wanted to go to college in a small town because I figured there's no way I'd wind up there otherwise. Yeah, have a drink. No. And um, and while I was here, a week after I moved to this very small agricultural town that was very different from DC, uh, I saw an opportunity to do the nighttime punch downs at a winery and I thought, I was 18, and I thought, well that's that's what you do when you're 18. Right. Punch downs. Someday and, I'm going to grow up and, and get and a real job. But for now. Obscure town. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, when in Rome, right, you're in an agricultural community, you're in a small town. What else is there to do? Let's go do it. And I loved it. I loved, loved, loved it. I loved the workout. I loved the smells. I loved that I could be alone and play music and feel the feels and have these, these moments that were nothing but sensory. Right. And I loved the adrenaline rush of the seasons. You go, 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 and then you calm down, and you analyze, and you step back. And I loved every part of it. And then it wasn't until probably my third harvest that we had a, um, it was a 1999 Cab Franc at that time that we were sitting on the back porch, and we were exhausted, and the sun was setting, and I think I was still, like, dripping wet from something, and you're just sticky, and you're gross, and you have this moment. You guys getting a sexy picture, right? Well, okay. I do. Yeah, I didn't mean that. But, but sure. I mean, you know, whatever. You take, you, you take what you need, right? And, uh, and it, just, it just hit me. It was like, oh, you know, this is why, this is why we do this for other people, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. they get to experience the product. But for me, it was always about the journey it's my kind of journey. I love it. Well, that's, I love that because I've done like 85 interviews for the podcast and probably another 100 IG Lives. I've never heard anybody say they got into wine for the, for the job because it's not like it's, 
not like, you know, what were you making, $5 an hour? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say the salary. Yeah, was, <laughs> no, that's different. No, you're putting words in my mouth. No, I got into it for the journey, right? Yeah, for the yeah. To, I didn't. I didn't grow up in in um, an environment where you were taught that your body was a source of uh, of intellect, right? That your smell was a version of mm. intellect, or that mm -hmm. your sight, or your touch, or your that those were forms of intellect, right? DC's filled with a lot of smart people, but it's it's in a in a very cerebral yep. way, not a visceral mm -hmm. way. And for me, that was so cool. Yeah. I totally get that. So, um, first of all, wine's pretty freaking amazing. Thank you. Um, you uh, make a Malbec. You spent some time in Argentina, though, I believe? Right. Yeah, eight harvests. Wow. Um, and where did you work when you were down there? You know, kind of, I, ba I bounced around. I had, a, I had fun all over. <laughs> I, I did Alta Vista quite a few times, actually, and then Mendel and Tapis and mm -hmm. Tamari and um, started my first brand while I was uh, in many ways down there. And, um, no, I had a good old time. The 20s were good. My 20s were good. Yeah, 20s were good. Weren't they? They were good. I have no regrets. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you mentioned you – you uh, how did you find Walla Walla, though? Like, you small – like, how – like – how does that happen? How does one from D.C. just throw a dart on a map or something? I looked for a small college in a small town that people had good things to say about, and, and that was it. Very cool. Um, so we're going to have some uh, fun questions, a few more before I let you go, okay? Game on. All right, game on. Well, she's serious. Um, like you said, you, you don't regret your 20s. You enjoyed your 20s. What advice would you give your younger self? I did a lot right in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Things um, you don't hear every day. <laughs> no. You know, you know what I I okay. Um yeah, I think my advice that I would give my younger self uh is um uh, you're you're worth it. And and not that I had um I've always been confident, but um I think Ladies, especially in terms of, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I, I own the business, the, I own Brook and Bowl, and just sort of those movements, and this was not my first winery, I started another one before it, those movements that I think women especially are, are um, a little more shy-footed on, um, uh, yeah, just go, go guns a-blazing on some of that. That's probably financially reckless advice for a lot of people, but um, I regret that. Yeah, I regret not going bigger, harder, earlier, stronger. Love it. Um, and what's that like for you? You made a good point. You just said that. What's it like for you to be a, a, a female winery owner in this male-dominated business? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love. No, truly, I think. I think that. Um, you, we, we all, whatever generations get caught up in, in sort of playing the victim and, and finding the lazy spots and taking, you know, whatever excuses. And I think it's actually so much easier just to find those, those easy wins, right? Um, and I think women should have no shame in that, right? Like, I think if you've got 900 wineries in Washington State, then your number one most difficult piece in running that winery is how do you stand out, 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the truth is, everybody's making good wine. Like, are there some bad winemakers? Yeah, but I, I think it's the exception. <laughs> They're truly. not here tonight. Just They're not here tonight. Just so you guys know. Yeah. No, I think, you know, the Washington, just the Washington wine industry, the, the, what I really mean is the soil, the terroir, the mm-hmm. climate, it's, it's really set up for success. And so how do you stand out when you've got 900 mostly really great wineries? And... Um, it takes me and the other women that I can count on two hands, no effort at all, right? What a gift mm. is that? Yep. Um, and I don't see why you should fight it, and I don't see why you should ignore it, and it makes everything easier. So I, I, I love it. I love being a, a female in a male-dominated industry. I love that answer. I love that answer. Y'all should clap for that. <laughs> all right. Um, We'll go a little lighter, but that was a great answer. Thank you. That was, I, I really resonated with me. Um, who would you most like to have a bottle of wine with? Alive or not alive? No, alive or dead. I have a flux capacitor in the back. We'll bring them back. God, that's a really hard one. I mean, I, I think one of the... Um, one of the Fun moments the the fun moments I have in the tasting room, walking around on Thursdays and Fridays and whatever else is just that like everybody's got some crazy story to tell mm-hmm. uh, or something that they're passionate about that I'm super not passionate about. <laughs> you know that you're like, tell me more. Why in the world would you be passionate about this, yep. right? And I and I um, I love that. Um, growing up in D.C., I got to talk to a lot of really really interesting people and I, I don't feel like I've been um, shirked on, on any of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to come back to that. For now, it's you. We'll, How's we'll, that? we'll put that oh, on the parking lot. Oh, good answer. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, most memorable bottle of wine you had? Oh, it was that 99 Kemp Franc on oh, the no. back porch okay. where I, I realized yeah. it was the Reininger uh, 99 Kemp Franc. That was the, the winery I started working for. Uh, worked there for eight years. And uh, there was something about that moment. I was with my people, and we had had a, a long day that was that was hard. And then you, you have that moment where there's art mm. Mm. and a sunset and your, and your people. All right. Um, so last question. Um, this is, you thought who you want to have a bottle is tough. This, we're going to play a little game. It's called FMK. <laughs> fuck, marry, kill. Three grapes. You get to fuck one, you got to marry one, you got to kill one off. <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, or Merlot. Who you fucking, who you marrying, who you killing? Oh, I'm, def- I, it's, I'm definitely fucking the Malbec. <laughs> <laughs> It's very... It's very fuckable. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of slutty. <laughs> yeah, it could be slutty, and then it could be lean and austere and, like, you know... Or like not. Prudish. Or not. You know, just dressed prudishly. And then, you know, okay, so you're fucking Malbec. Yeah, for sure. She's easy. Um, <laughs> he, he's... Um, and then Merlot or Cab? Yeah, you gotta marry Merlot uh, or marry Merlot or Cab, or you gotta kill Cab. Um, I'm, I did 
Mary Cab, that's not theoretical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the audience knows what I'm yeah. <laughs> what I they, it's a small town. They know who I am. Yeah, married. I figured, yeah. I married that. I'm uh, new here. You're new here? Yeah. Yeah. You would love him. He's great. Uh, but slightly classier than myself. Uh, and then I'd, I'd kill Merlot. Although, you know, variety is the spice of life. I feel that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to kill anyone uh, at all. I have, a t I have a tough time with Shannon Blanc. With the I, didn't, I wasn't on the menu. I know. <laughs> I just like, I like she being on. I'm records. just being honest. <laughs> I'm an honest lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing. Thank you for sharing your wine. It's absolutely delicious. Since this is being recorded and live stream, tell people where they can find you, how they can be a part of what you're doing. Oh, gosh. So um, please find Vital Wines. That's that should be findable nonprofit for better access to health care for vineyard workers and their families. Nice. Uh, you can find that on the website, and, and Brook and Bull, we tend to sell out of pretty quickly. We're not found in a lot of places, not widely distributed, so just the tasting room and the website, and, you know, sign up for the wine club and the allocation list. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you, M. Okay. Yeah. Dump this. That's why it'd be the banged up podcast with the black wine guy. We'll have a little um, meritage. All right, here we are back again. So for most of you guys, my guest does not need an introduction, but there's lots of people who don't know who you are, so please introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Yeah, my name is Matt Austin, and I'm the owner and winemaker of Grain Vineyards here in Walla Walla. Woo-hoo! <laughs> well, well, Matt, thank you so much for coming this afternoon and being here and, and being brave enough to sign up for this list and sit down with my silly ass. Um, and we have a mutual friend. Victor Schwartz. Yes, our distributor <laughs> in New York. Yes, yes, yes. They were excited that I was interviewing you. Oh, very cool to hear. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, sell some wine. <laughs> um, all right, so like I said, we, we don't have a whole lot of time, so I'm going to ask you some questions, probably similar to ones that I asked Ashley. Um, hopefully your answers will be different. Um, <clears throat> so, um, Matt, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in uh, South Florida, the Tampa Bay area. Oh, so. I love Tampa. Tampa Bay. I love that area, that west coast of Florida. We were supposed to move to St. Petersburg, but I digress. <laughs> um, so was your family into wine growing up? Not at all. If there was wine in the house, it had an ice cube in it, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Florida. It's because it's hot. Has nothing to do with the level of sophistication of his parents. Or maybe it does. Um, so um, when did you fall in love with wine? Yeah, it was really when I met my wife, which I, I had a different passion kind of early in life. It was music. And I, I grew up playing guitar and 
uh, kind of thought I was going to have a career in music, although probably not as a guitarist, which the odds are definitely stacked against you in that regard. But uh, I moved to Los Angeles for law school, was hoping to work in the industry. Oh, you did that? Yeah. You did that too? Yeah, which I, I looked up your background. Yeah, uh, I yeah, saw a little did bit that of that too. there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you practice law at all? I did. So I practiced for about 10 years. Okay. And, and so I'd hope to work for a record label or representing band, something like that. But uh, I graduated law school in the early 2000s, which was kind of a low point for the business. Yep. Uh, kind of the death of the CD and Napster and all that. So uh, had problems finding work in, in that side of things and ended up kind of having to take the work I could get. And so I worked in civil litigation, tax, all the, all the terrible things. All, all, the things uh, <laughs> they, all the things that are not on TV shows like L.A. Law. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was uh, never something I, I really kind of found my place in. And, and at the same time when I met my wife, uh, who's from the Seattle area, we, we kind of started getting into wine together. And once we took our first trip to Santa Barbara, it really kind of, something clicked in my brain where I really wanted to just start learning more about wine. And eventually I started kind of going overboard with a hobby in a way where I, I was kind of neglecting my career. And so <laughs> something had to give. And so, I, uh, I, so that happens. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I quit my job and went back to school and we decided to do it in the Northwest where Kelly was from. We'd kind of really become excited about the growth and just kind of youth of the industry here. It just seemed like a really exciting place to be. And uh, so that was about 10 years ago. Nice. Well, what did you bring to, for me to try? Today? Yeah, so I brought some Grenache, which is uh, a grape. You did do your research on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really kind of a, a grape that I'm passionate about. Uh, we, we work with a number of different vineyards, and it's a grape that I feel is, is just super expressive of, of terroir. Uh, and this one is a, a blend of two vineyards in, uh, within the Yakima Valley, one of them being a vineyard called French Creek, which is kind of a cooler site kind of down by the Yakima River, the rest coming from Red Mountain, a vineyard called Red Heaven, oh, wow. uh, which is also within the Yakima Valley, and uh, really kind of two different places, one that's bringing real kind of finesse, and uh, the other one bringing a little kind of texture and power, so um, really trying to make a very kind of delicate style uh, of wine in general, and the Grenache, I think, really best reflects that, which is why I bought it today. Yeah, really cool, man. I think I, I say all the time that um, Pinot Noir wants to be Grenache when it grows up, because it, you know, Grenache is, is is hardier. It can, you know, and and it, it runs. It can run a full gamut, and it's just not as finicky, you know. Yeah. And um, it's not as expensive as Burgundy. Right. So um, I love that. So you said you got into wine with your wife. What was the bottle that like really set you off on this journey? Yeah, we went out to dinner one of our early dates. It was a restaurant called Blair's, which is in the Silver Lake area of L.A. And I didn't have a lot of experience ordering wine. The sommelier came up to me and, um, you know, I asked for some help in ordering something. And he selected a, a Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir from a producer called uh, Fort Ross. And so, uh, yeah. And uh, This yeah, is so fucking good. Probably, oh, thank you. But, yeah, that was my, the first time I'd ever kind of spent some significant money on a bottle of wine. And yep. it really kind of opened my eyes. And, and, yeah, we planned the trip to Santa Barbara the next week. So I lived in Santa Barbara. Where'd you go visit? I'm just curious. Who'd you, who'd uh, you, who'd on you hit up? On that first trip, we went to Melville, Foxen. Those are the two. There was one called Consilience at the time. I don't think I remember it's around anymore. But yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was there in 99. I remember Consilience. I don't yeah. think it's around anymore. But we, we had a, it was such a great time, and we started playing trips to other wine countries. Just really kind of, you know, gave us that inspiration to kind of dive deep into it. Sweet. So, um... I know how you ended up in Walla Walla Valley because your wife was from this area or from the Northwest. And yeah. So um, who would you most like to have a bottle of wine with? 
You know, I'd, I'd say Kermit Lynch. I don't, mm. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to meet him, but he's been very inf influential on me, uh, both as a winemaker and a consumer back when I was just a fan of wine. I always kind of knew if I saw the Kermit Lynch kind of uh, label on the back of a bottle, I knew that was something I'd, I'd be inspired by. And, and I've always kind of liked people who take kind of a light hand with winemaking. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you've read his Adventures on the Wine Room, yeah. but that was, yeah, yeah. you know, a a book that was very influential on me as well as far as you know techniques we use in the winery and so forth and never had the chance to meet him would love to, to to pick his brain about yeah his travels kind of early on in his wine career very cool man um <clears throat> as a uh what, what, what do you call lawyers esquires what else they call us assholes sharks <laughs> um what advice would you give your younger self <laughs> uh you know i'd say to really, you know, look at yourself when kind of deciding what you want as a career because, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't really love conflict, which is not a good, no. that's not a, that's not you, a good, you weren't not a good cut out for it. Attorney. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if I would have found wine at that time, have not been exposed to it, but, uh, you know, in one way or another, I found my way to the right place, but uh, yeah, that, that would have helped. <laughs> and here's a question I'm going to ask you that Ashley's going to be like, why didn't he ask me that? Um, kind of what's your philosophy at your winery? Yeah, it's, you know, really to try to express the sites we're working with. I don't want to cover things up with, with a, lot of, a lot of oak or, uh, you know, heavy extraction, things like that. I really want things that are very pretty and delicate, things that are kind of refreshing to drink. And so... Uh, you know, when I first got into wine, I just got inspired by trying new things, trying different varieties, uh, seeking out new regions, things like that. So we work with a pretty broad range of varieties. Uh, we've, we've got about 16 varieties planted in our two estate vineyards. We work with a, a lot more. This vintage we brought in 21 different varieties. Mm. Uh, so I just really like to experiment and be very playful in the way we produce the wines. Very cool. And also, I see why you're such a fan of Kermit Lynch, because terroir-driven wines. Very cool. Um, Tell me one thing you love about your life. Yeah, it's kind of having the freedom to be creative. You know, when I when I was a musician, you know, that was kind of everything to me was just being able to express myself. And you know, when I was an attorney, you know, I felt kind of kind of locked in, and it just yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it was not not a great experience for me. And so now I'm back being able to to kind of express myself through the wines. Uh, Walla Walla is an amazing place to live too. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the big city and. Uh, I can't imagine a better place to be than here. It's just a really remarkable community here. and Yeah, really special place. <clears throat> All right. FMK time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you three grapes. I'm really going to fuck with you. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Pinot Noir, Grenache, Nebbiolo. Oh, man. Told you I was going <laughs> to fuck with you. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to start with? <laughs> uh, so uh, I would marry Grenache. Grenache is the one that I'm kind of sticking with. She's uh, pretty. Thick and thin. Yeah. That's kind of my, my, my basis. Mm -hmm. uh, I, think, I think I'd be fucking Nebbiolo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a, that's a sexy grape. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we grow a little bit of Nebbiolo. I'm, I'm still still working on mastering that here. But uh, that one, 
yeah, that's an elusive kind of grape that, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the one. And so I guess that leaves Pinot Noir, which uh, that's, that's, that's not where I would uh, normally position them, but uh, if we're, we're dealing with those grapes, that's where it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're like, uh, people want me to ask, yellowtail, barefoot, or box wine? No, this is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking some time. Please tell everybody out there where they can find you, how they can be a part of what you're doing at uh, Gross Grand Vineyards. Yeah, so we're distributed in about a dozen states now, but you can find us all over Washington, uh, especially at The Thief, if anyone's going there uh, for the, uh, the sparkling wine flight tonight. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. Like, yeah, come, see like, us, you know, come see us you know, at the winery You, you could totally like, <laughs> like, you know, join our wine club, get our list, exclusive uh, details, insider notes from me. And buys through VOS in New York. There you go. Well, Matt, thank you so much, man, for taking us some time with me. Yeah. Wine's really good. Um, I hope you guys learn something about them. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for having me. I didn't want to give that bottle back. I didn't want to give any of these bottles back, but, like, you know, what am I going to do with, like, 10 open bottles of wine in three days? <laughs> Hi. They like you. They're whistling. They're like, woo woo. <laughs> well, everybody likes mm -hmm. <laughs> No, I'll put someone's eye out. Oh, she's fancy. Thanks for the rinse, though. I'm not even mad. Fancy, fancy huh? Like yes. <laughs> hey, Applebee's, there's a dollar uh, boneless wings right now going on. <clears throat> yeah, buy a burger and you get a dollar boneless wings. Okay. Um, my next guest is George Ann Robertson. George Ann. Yes. <clears throat> Tell everybody what you do. What do I do? I am the winemaker at Yellowhawk Resort. I'm the only one that's not an owner. I'm feeling a little insecure about that right now. Damn. <laughs> Dan Thiessen, could you give me a piece? <laughs> you got to listen. You heard Ash. You got to ask for what you want. You got to take it. I know. <laughs> so we actually met at hospice briefly. We did. Which was a blur. Pretty much like this weekend's going to be after this shit is over. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Melville, not like the not, fancy not the winery, winery yeah. but Melville, Saskatchewan in Canada. Oh, so, a little you hockey could, town. You could pull that a little closer to yourself. I know oh, the sound okay. guys. Are, okay, there you go. Yeah, you're fine. Um, okay, thank you. You're from Canada, eh? I am. Right hey. on. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, everybody, what was your family into wine? No, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> like you, they were like drinking Labatt's Blue and Molson and all stuff. Beer or just well, not a drinking you know, family? Well, actually, it was a heavily drinking family. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's that? What's that? I'm not but cut, we, what's it? There was wine in the family, but... Um, Crown Royal. That's what I was thinking. What's the big Crown, whiskey? Yeah, in the purple bag. Purple bag. It's, it's, awesome. it's very big where Put I grew up, too. 
Baby Duck was my preferred. Okay. At a young age. <laughs> so it was always into the sparkling. That's, oh, oh, Baby Duck. Yeah, it was a Canadian sparkling wine. It was a Canadian. That's it was Cold Duck here. I'm sure. I'm I sure it was so. the same. It's probably Hugh Blind or one of those old companies, Seagrams, and and like Cold Duck was here, but it was Baby Duck. You know those um, like Otter Pops. It tastes like a melted otter pop that's got some carbonated <laughs> product to it. So, yeah, I think my tastes have actually improved. <laughs> well, I'm sure they have. Um, so, you know, you come from this really sophisticated wine background. Mm, um, I know. When did you fall in love with wine? Pretty early on. This is nice. Thank it's you. It's got a little yeast, but it's clean. I like the citrus notes on it. Not a lot of um, time on the leaves. Yeah, I, I'm not a big... Lazy guy. Lazy guy. I'm not either. Yeah. But, you know, I can't only make wine for my palate. No, listen, not if you want to sell it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> when did you fall in love with wine? Oh, gosh. Well, um... I've always liked wine, you know, I mean, I kind of early on liked that baby duck and then <laughs> kept on going. And then I went to um, restaurant and hotel school and really learned a lot about wine there. So kind of started falling in love with wine there. But then, you know, paths change. So that part of my life changed. But and then I got into wine again uh, much later. So. OK, OK. Um. So I, 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 I know it's not Baby Duck. I know I, that really started for you. Mm -hmm. I would say, what made you come back into wine? Was what, what did you drink? Was there a bottle? Was there a, a, an experience you had? Well, I think it was... Um, <laughs> I'm spacing on the name of the show now. But it was, a, it was kind of like a soap opera on wine. And oh, was it Falcon Crest? Yeah, Falcon Crest. Okay. So I, I kind of wanted to resonate with that lifestyle. And she kind of she kind of so thought like, Lorenzo Lamas was hot. I remember that show, and I really want to be like that. I want to be like that mean woman, you know? So. The wine witch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was a fitness professional at the time, and I thought, ah, I, you know, like. That's aging out, and so I went back to school and studied wine. Very here cool. I am. Where, where'd you study wine up here? Here. I gotta tell you, I, it's so cool. Like your community college has like this wine program. Yeah. Right? Kudos to you guys for that. Like you're not spending 50k a year to go to Davis or you know shit. Like like literally, that's so cool. Um, so, did you come here to go to school? I did. Wow. Look, at, I'm really, I'm sensing a theme here. Like, this is like the manifest destiny for winemakers. Like, it's a place <laughs> to come where you can still afford to do it and mm -hmm. get educated and seems like a really supportive community. That's very cool. Um, talk about why you chose to primarily make, you just sparkling, just 100% yellow hawk. Yeah, and, and it was really fortunate for me because I came to school and I really wanted to make sparkling wine, but you know, there was nothing sparkling in Walla Walla at the time, but... Except the, for the personalities of the people. Yeah, so sparkling. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I didn't know if you were talking about me or not. <laughs> I took it as a compliment. I mean, you're, you're quite bubbly. <laughs> so um, at school, um, our instructor, Tim Donahue, also really likes sparkling. And I did my internship at the CC mm -hmm. and also at Seven Hills. But they were like, you can make any wine you want. You can do it. And it was kind of like that, but not really. But anyway... Tim and I became pretty um, close in, uh, you know, him giving me as much knowledge as possible in sparkling wine. But then I graduated and I was like, well, there's nowhere to make sparkling wine here. And I did something different. Um, but I got a job during COVID in Japan making sparkling the wine. The COVID, as we call the it. The COVID. The Facebook, the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think they hired me for my wine skills, honestly. It was all over the phone, and they hired me because I'd lived in Japan before. Oh, okay. But uh, I flew over there. Um, I landed, started going through um, customs, and they said, hey, uh, your visa's no good here <laughs> because you're not an actual resident. I'm like, but I have a residence, but you haven't been there. So I got shipped back like 15 minutes later. Oof. And yeah, it was sucked. <laughs> they put me in the exact same seat as well. So I'm like, I'm not sitting there. <laughs> Still <And> warm. <laughs> they wouldn't let me go to Hawaii or anything. They just said back to Seattle in January. So the... I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, ended up going back to Canada and then got a call saying, Yellowhawk is looking for a winemaker. Are you still interested? And I said, you're damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> Supersonic. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to FMK you. Oh, gosh. Okay, great. And I'm gonna, you this you don't want to know who I'd have a bottle of wine with? Uh, do you want to know? Yeah, you got to answer because, see, it's funny because, like, You've had time to think about it. Like, I know. I, but yeah, Ashley, sure. Who, who would you like to? I would choose the Widow Clicquot. Ooh. Wouldn't, wouldn't she be amazing to have a, I mean, That's my God. That's good. I mean, for me, just, uh, you know, it's your, it's your, who you, I would go for Madame Bollinger because I like Bollinger more than both, so. Oh, but, sh okay. But, 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 I mean, but, it's not your question. You know. <laughs> it, it literally is. I, I, I literally, I wrote it. I wrote it, and now I'm gonna now I'm gonna go trademark this. And she's like, she's like, it's not your question. It's my podcast. See, that's the Vulcan crest coming out in me. I love exactly. Yeah, very good. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, as a sparkling winemaker, yes. FMK, who you fucking? Who you marrying? Who me killing? Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier. I'm Same. killing Meunier. Oh. Fucking Pinot Noir. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to marry Chardonnay. I mean, jeez. She's like a tofu of wine. You can make, <laughs> do whatever you want with that thing. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, you might want to fuck... Uh, Chardonnay then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Again, you're taking my question. I'm, 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 I'm just, you, you know. You want to We're here to, we're here to No, I, I, I would, I would kill Chardonnay. Okay. And I would fuck Pinot Meunier. I, I love a Blanc de Blanc. I love Pinot Meunier. It's so underrated okay. in my opinion. But that's not, <laughs> we're not here for that. Um, 
Last thing. Tell me one thing you, you, you love about your life. Ah, I'm pretty independent and have... And pretty in pink, too. Just <laughs> have a good support group and, and uh, yeah, I feel really fortunate in my life. So, thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to have a little bit more of this. Yeah. But you got to go. Love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Do you want me to fill it up? <laughs> Such a good sport. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right, I'm gonna. I might just grab another glass. Just grab another glass. That's really good. I'm not even a, a, a sparkling chompers guy. That's really good. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now, I know this guy needs no introduction to you, but again, for everybody who's not here, please introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. My name is Stacy Buchanan, and I publish Blood of Gods. It's a biannual print publication. It's been out for a little over two years, about two and a half at this point. Um, that I joke is kind of like the uh, joke itself that went too far and became real <laughs> and it's now a thing. So if you guys uh, haven't heard of it or are not familiar with it, uh, there's some free copies up front too, so grab one on your way out. Really cool. Um, so I, I think this is incredibly um, interesting that you have a uh, graphic novel pretty much about heavy metal and wine. Um, where'd you grow up, man? I'm actually Walla Walla native, uh, fifth generation come farming on, guys, family. Woo, woo. Yeah, so we, uh, I uh, come from a long line of wheat farmers. So I was originally from Walla Walla. I got out of Dodge for a little while. Uh, left around 99. Came back around the beginning of 2007 when, as most people in this room knows, was a big, like the, the powder keg blew. The land rush was on. Mm -hmm. Between 99 and 2007 when I was gone, I think we actually measured it was 13 wineries or so to about 113 when I came back. So it was just this crazy transformation when I left. So uh, yeah, the long roots, deep roots in Walla Walla and kind of cool to see the perspective and see the evolution, the change. Very cool, man. Um, what'd you bring to share? Uh, this is a 2012 Corliss Red Blend, uh, predominantly uh, the noble Bordeaux varietals. So Cab, uh, there's actually some Cab Franc, some Petit Verdot. And uh, yeah, 2012 is kind of this landmark banner year. I think ever since then, we've had nothing but really predominantly good vintages. They all have variation and they flux a little bit, but that was the one that seemed to have seasons change on time and the temperatures were ideal in each season. And yeah, that's one of those banner years. You know, um, one of the best parts about doing this is people like to bring impressive bottles of wine. Everybody's bringing a house. This is really good, by the way, man. <laughs> um, so, um, you were in music, right? Yeah, well, just, you know, in high school and in college, um, kind of like Matt, I was into guitar, um, just kind of for fun, played in bands that were mainly at, like, 
house parties, battle the bands, those kinds of fun things. And then I had the crossroads sort of post-college where you're like, where am I going to go? What direction am I going to do? And I wound up um, going to the music industry but working for a record label. So I kind of did the quintessential postgraduate thing where you sold most of the possessions you feel like you could part with, which was my guitar and my amp really was painful at the time. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and then um, moved to L.A. and uh, worked for a record label there for a few years and then eventually Germany. And then uh, that was the majority of the time when I was gone before I came back. So, yeah, I definitely had that... Um, that bug. I think I got it from my dad. Um, my parents are both kind of hippies. My name's Stacy. I'm a guy. That was kind of the, <laughs> you know, um, kind of like the, I joke, it's like Johnny Cash is, you know, the boy named Sue. Yeah. Um, they did this kind of silly, really silly now that I think about it, uh, game where when my mom was pregnant, if my, um, if I came out as a girl, my mom got the, the naming rights, so to speak. And if I was a boy, my dad got to name me and came out as a boy. But he kind of flipped the script and sort of put the gender thing on its head. And so every once in a while, people, especially with this with Blood of Gods, I haven't communicated with people uh, over the phone or in person. It's through email. So sometimes people will say, hey, girl, or, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things that... Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, it's actually really cool. It puts me, it puts things in different respect, especially in light of, you know, there's been so much um, stirred up and brought out into the light with like the Me Too movement and yeah. just, you know, etiquette in general. And yeah. so that was, yeah, it's always kind of been there for me though. <laughs> yeah, you could always tell people, I was named after Stacy Keach. She was a badass in the movies back in the day, you know? And uh, skateboarding Stacy Peralta. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a big music and wine guy. What? How did you draw? How did you draw the parallels between heavy metal and wine? Well, it was kind of like I said at the intro, sort of that joke that went too far. Where <laughs> I came, my first tour when I was uh, 20 uh, was Black Sabbath, and my mom was really nervous. I went out you think? for yeah, like I was uh, from Walla Walla, and this is Walla Walla, you know, in 1999, which is very different, and. Um, you know, my mom's really like devout Catholic and thought it was just going to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the time. I was really nervous, and it was like not just because after the fact, I did punk tours that were like sleeping on strangers' floors, but this was like flown across the country in a tour bus for like eight to ten weeks at a time, like really fancy and really nice. Stacy, uh, stay away from those groupie girls. Totally, yeah. And I came back vegetarian, so it kind of blew her mind Ugh. that she was like, "Wait, I thought you were supposed to be like, you know, a drug addict or You're something." Like, it's lint every day, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when I came back to Walla Walla, it was just kind of funny to sort of see these idiosyncrasies that were the same, like, oh, there's a rock star. Oh, there's a winemaker rock star. And oh, how there's these reviewers that have their habits and behaviors or fans that are total sycophants and followers. And then distributors and working with them and the challenges that come with them. And just one after the other after the other, I was like, this is kind of funny. And then it kept going. I was, this is very similar, actually. Um, and so I did the first issue. And... Um, to make a long story short, there was a, a anonymous donor gave me ten thousand dollars to give to a nonprofit here in town. So I thought, let's just keep it going, and um, so that went to the Blue Mountain Humane Society here and just kind of put some gas in my tank to follow the trail of breadcrumbs and see what happens. And um, earlier this year, I was on the Imbibe Seventy Five list, which is really cool. Nice. Um, and just kind of keep going. Man. We had our first ever event this past summer that was actually here at this building. Um, I think maybe some people I saw were at it, which is um, pretty much a full capacity and going to do it next year. So. Super excited. Right on, man. Here we go, man. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to have two more for you. Who would you most like to have a bottle of wine with? 
Oh, man. I had the advantage of, like, hearing some of my peers go before me. It was probably, I don't know if this is going to sound overly, like, saccharine or sentimental, but uh, probably, like, a, a, an ancestor, probably a relative, like mm -hmm. my great-grandfather mm -hmm. or my great-great-grandfather. Mm -hmm. And um, just knowing how my family is gone and the different places they've lived and what they've done, I have this insight. So I think it would just be kind of curious to hear the real story because it's like the telephone game where you hear, like, oh, you yeah, know, went from this person to this person to kind of like hear like yeah. what was it really like or what <laughs> you know and I imagine that if someone right now did your flux capacitor and came up to me and was like you're my great great grandpa Stacy like yeah. and I'm from and the you're future. a guy yeah <laughs> fucked me up yeah <laughs> so I think probably like yeah going doing like a relative or doing an ancestor my no, great, I love that or, that's a great yeah. answer yeah. so right yeah on. all right fuck Mary kill oh man so you brought a Bordeaux blend. Oh, yeah, I did. So yeah. is that where you're thinking? Yeah, I'll let him go. Yeah, I'll go there. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Um, yeah, I'm going to go weird. Um, Syrah, Petit Verdot. I like the ooze and the ahs. Yeah. And, the... and then Sangiovese, because they make Sangiovese here, too. Damn. He said, damn. Uh, Syrah, Petit Verdot, Sangiovese. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, I'll probably I'm going to do the path of least resistance or the lowest hanging fruit and say I'll kill the petit verdot just those tannins <gasps> rip my face off oh uh, but what about B. Layton's <laughs> Pete Verdot what the fuck um, okay. <laughs> Mary Syrah um, probably fuck Sangio okay <laughs> <laughs> but what about you those three Oh, um, turning the tapes on you. Yeah, I like that. That's mine. You know, you see, you could learn something as a guest there, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. Yeah, unfortunately, I am going to have to kill Petit Verdot. Yes. Smart. Um, and because and, I'm a Roan guy. So I'm uh, Marin Syrah and I'm fucking New World Sangiovese. New World Sangiovese. Cheers. So sweet. Stacy, tell everybody where they can find you. I can be a part of what you're doing, man. Uh, yeah, uh, mostly through Instagram, okay. uh, which is Blood of God Zine. So I uh, just launched my new issue, came out last week. Everyone, that's the issue I mentioned that I brought with me today. Uh, just launched subscriptions. It's a quarterly subscription. So just go on Instagram and look for Blood of God Zine. And uh, that's the easiest way to find me. Hey, man. This is really cool. Sweet. Thank you. I mean, need this shit for this one. Um, <laughs> she's like, he's going to go off script. <laughs> so um, a lot of you may know this, this young lady right here. My next guest is Catherine Padberg. She's a retail sales director for the Walls Vineyard. This is like our third or fourth time um, talking, but, yeah. but she, we're not behind, not behind a screen, so she's like... <sighs> So, um, hi, Catherine. Hi. How did you get the, the job of talking to me? Uh, today? Yeah. Um, they asked me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they told me to it. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> okay, don't be afraid of the microphone. You got to sit back, relax. Adjust the mic and move it. 
I do this on a pod. I'm like, people are like, oh. <laughs> um, so, Catherine, um, yes. really good to actually meet you. I met you IRL yes. yesterday. Yes. Like I said, um, the Walls has been very supportive of uh, the Black Wine Guy and the Black Wine Guy experience. And uh, I've done a few, uh, I, I hope I get them. I'm kind of like their, their guy for their uh, releases. Um, we do them virtually. But, Mike, we need to do this shit more often, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, Catherine, um, where'd you grow up? Um, I grew up outside of Chicago in northwest Indiana. So, about 35 minutes outside the city. Where, Gary? Because Mar- I, I, yeah. <laughs> Maryville. No, Maryville. So, I know Maryville. Uh, really, truly right across the train tracks it, from Gary. It, so, yeah. yeah, it really is. I yeah. used to work in a nonprofit. I used to work in Gary, but I stayed uh, at the Hilton Garden in Maryville. So, I know Maryville okay. way yeah. well. Yeah. Wow, you're from Maryville. I am. All this yeah. time, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of podunk. I'm not even... Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom is watching this, so... <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, so, was uh, there wine involved in your life when you were growing up? Kind of, but not really. Um, my my dad is a really proud German, and so uh, everything was Riesling all day long, and the sweeter the better. So that's what I grew up with drinking, uh, was Riesling. Um, you said, why are you ashamed of Riesling? Riesling is a noble grape. No, variety. I mean, I think it's wonderful. Great. Yeah, yeah. totally great. Um, I don't think, it would probably be the cheapest option that he could find, usually grocery store Riesling. That wasn't actually Riesling, yeah. no, it was probably Leap, how was it, Leap from the, Oh, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. it was yeah. a blue, that's probably what yeah. it was. Yeah, and that that's was That's what gave Riesling a bad too. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I grew up with that, and so uh, that was definitely my first experience with Riesling, or with wine. Yeah. Riesling. Okay. And I didn't, again, another thing. So you were a professional dancer. Yes. Yes, I was. Right on. Um, yeah. where, what cities did you dance in? Um, I, since I grew up outside of Chicago, I danced in Chicago. Um, and then I went to school um, in Columbus, Ohio. I went to Ohio State and got my master's in dance performance there. And then I danced in New York for about three years and then ventured over to Seattle and danced in Seattle for about a decade. So I, um, what troupe did you dance with in New York? I did a lot. So I, I'm a contemporary dancer, okay. modern dancer. And so um, instead of working with like one specific company, I would dance with a lot of independent choreographers. Yeah. So. Uh, this is kind of like you, like you think you know someone because you did like three Zooms with him. <laughs> um, I, actually, uh, my cousin and his wife were professional dancers in New York City cool. for like uh, 20 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, it's a very... It's so athletic. You have no idea what it, the, the athleticism it takes to be a dancer. So kudos to you. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, who, who, oh, it's George Ann. So did you, did you cycle out of dancing into alcohol? Like, what was, what was the transition? Um, well, kind of, not really. Uh, <laughs> so dancers drink a lot of wine, um, just in general after shows and stuff like that. So I enjoyed wine. And while I was dancing, um, I worked as a barista for a really long time, then also had restaurant gigs. And I worked at wine bars and that sort of thing. So when I decided to step away from dance, from the exhaustion that it does and the injuries that you have with your body, um, wine was just this really natural thing that kind of took over. And it took over really quickly. And it, it fed a part of me that's really similar to dance because it is so creative. Um, and it is so ethereal, like it's different every single year. And just like dance, a performance is never the same one night to the next, just like a vintage <clears throat> is never the same one year to the next. So it just really, it really just fed that part of me so much. 
Very cool. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, what'd you bring? What, what are we drinking? Um, so I what are we pasha. drinking on? I brought Pasha. Uh, this is a Pasha Grenache. It's the 2020 vintage. It's from River Rock Vineyard. So uh, this is our estate brand, um, our estate label. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Grenache. And so this was a really, I know, it's just on. so beautiful. Uh, so this is a really fun wine to showcase here and share with you. Mm. What vintage is this? 2020. So this is not even released yet. So. Little flight. I probably had this. I'm sure they <laughs> You didn't send this one to me yet? What? Are you sure? Okay. Get on that, Carrie. Um, <laughs> it's really delicious. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, we, we had Stacy on, and you know I'm a music. There, there are these there are these correlations between these creative endeavors and, and I think wine kind of encapsulates, it, it just, it's just a natural progression. Um, how did you end up in Walla Walla though? Um, I was living in Seattle at the time and was just ready for a change. And I had started working a little bit more focused in wine when I was there and I was just really starting to step away from dance and I wanted a small town. And my partner at the time, uh, we just kind of drove out to Walla Walla and was like, this is kind of cool. And there was wine here, and it was affordable, and that was kind of it. And then it just all just like fell into place, just kind of wild and crazy how life can be like that. It all just sort of just played out really well. So, Very cool. Yeah. And um, how did you get your job at the Walls? Um, I applied. <laughs> I was like, like, People apply for jobs? I like, yeah, uh, they were. I, I saw the posting, and I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> Um, I applied and I got the job and they hired me in March of 2020, which is a really, really so awesome time to start awesome time to start any job, job. actually. Yeah, it, was, it was great. <laughs> um, but I feel so fortunate and um, I had a lot of time to sort of settle into the position and I, um, <clears throat> those first two months, it really allowed me to learn, like learn about our customers and our members and have that time to reach out to them through the phone and through email. And so I made all these really strong connections that have continued to grow and, um, and build the last couple of years. So, Very really nice. fortunate time. Yeah, yeah. Um, how'd you find me? This is a weird thing. Like, yeah, you sent me, like, how did, how did that happen? Um, I, I think it was, it was through Instagram. Okay. It was through the Instagram connection. And uh, during COVID, we were wanting to figure out how can we present our wines in a way that our our customers and our members could really jive with. And we're like, well, let's, let's just talk about them with somebody and... We just, I mean, you and I just connected immediately. Yeah, and yeah. so um, that's essentially just how it happened. I reached out to you and you said yes. And well, like, I mean, let's do I, it. I mean, I don't know, but COVID was very, very good to me, wine wise. <laughs> <laughs> had cases of wine showing up like daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sent you wine. So yeah, no. Um, but the wines were, they were spectacular. Um, so, um, who would you most like to have a bottle of wine with? Yes, yeah, so I was thinking about this question as well. And I have, so I have two answers. That's cool. So um, my housemate, Robert, and I were talking at length last night about Anthony Bourdain. And so I was like, oh, Anthony Bourdain would be so amazing to have a bottle of wine with to <clears throat> just kind of talk about his travels and his perspective on life. And um, I love his book, uh, both of his books. And I loved his, his, the TV programs that he's done. I just think he's, uh, he was an amazing human. Um, so sad and but uh, so powerful 
um, and his perspective on the world <clears throat> and culture and travel. And it isn't so much about food and wine, but just yeah. more about just about him and living. Yep. And then the other person would be my mom because I give her wine and she starts talking and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like the stories that I get from my mom are so good. So I love to share wine with my mom. <laughs> um, this, like, this question, like, this could be a silly question because you, it seems like you followed your passions uh, from early on, but do you have any advice you'd give your, your, your younger self? Uh, to not take yourself too seriously. It's yeah. a big one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think especially coming from this, uh, this creative background in dancing, <clears throat> like this striving for perfectionism, like you always are trying to have it be perfect. And so I would tell my younger self, I'd be like, it, just take it in stride. It's, it's all going to work out. It's, don't take yourself too seriously. All right. So fuck, marry, kill time. Cool. This is going to be hard for you. Be very telling. You better watch your answers. Mike, Carrie, and Todd are listening. <laughs> I thought that was my fuck, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. That would have been really hard. All puns intended. <laughs> I'd, I'd leave. <laughs> Grenache, Syrah, and Movedra. Oh, okay. Well, I'd marry. Him. <laughs> I, I, oh, that's hard. That's actually really hard. I would probably fuck Movedra. I would marry Grenache, and I would kill Syrah. That's. I mean, I've had all of those um, single varietals from Todd. I've had blends from him, and that's a that's a pretty solid answer. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I yeah. feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because like like I said in the beginning, like. Like, Mauvet is just not so known. It's, yeah. it's like, most people use it as a filler. You know, it's GSM, you know what I mean? But, like, fucking Bandol. Like, you know, it, like it's one of the great red wines yeah, of the world. Yeah, so good. And Lace, Lace was, was stupid, and just Grenache is just beautiful, but it can be slutty, it can be big, and, you know. And I love Syrah, but that, for where you work, good answer. Mike, give her a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Catherine, oh, for coming on. Tell everybody how they can sit down, sit down. Tell everybody how they can be a part of, where they can find information on you at the walls. They should come visit yeah, totally. you. And, yeah. uh, so thewallsvineyards.com and then uh, poshawines.com. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and then Instagram and all that kind of good stuff. So, all right. Well, yeah. thanks. You did well. I know you're nervous. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I did. Poured more wine, like I'm not gonna be drinking this shit all weekend. <laughs> but it's so good, I love Grenache. Hello! Oh wow, she came like packing. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't resist. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, you need another glass. Like, Carrie's got it. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Oh, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Okay, so that's who that's who I had to bounce. Okay. Everybody, my next guest is Kelsey Albro. How do you say your last name? Itamari. Itamari. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Kelsey, what do you do for a living? Uh, I am the owner and winemaker at Ita Wines. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Two women owners? 
Watch out, world. <laughs> We're coming for you. Uh, <laughs> Listen, every man here who's married knows if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. So uh, <laughs> That's true. That is so true. So we can act all we want. But anyway. <laughs> so, Kelsey, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Pull your mic a little closer, okay. Thank mm -hmm. you. Okay, you're from Seattle. I'm from Seattle. You from, like, Seattle, early Seattle. 90 grunge Seattle? Like... I am from the Central District, like okay. two blocks from where Jimi Hendrix grew up. Ah, yeah. I am on Jimi Hendrix socks oh, because, very good. because the black wine guy experience is like the experiences from the Jimi Hendrix experience. So yeah, I thought totally. it was only fitting. My wife, she buys me crazy t-shirts and socks and thanks baby. <laughs> um, so you're, yeah, you were in it. Um, so you grew up in Seattle. Yeah. Was wine a part of your life growing up? Not really. Uh, when I was little, my parents didn't have very much money. So that wasn't really a thing. But then by the time us kids went off to college, they started to get into a wine and Washington wine, and I definitely stole a good amount of Tamarack Chardonnay, was a college favorite of mine, yeah, <laughs> from their basement, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you brought, you brought like a barrel sample, it looks like. I did, I did. I, um, what's in your glass right now is a Nouveau-style wine, so 100% carbonic maceration from 2022, this vintage. It's made from the Zinfandel grape, this is getting bottled next week and will be released on Nouveau Day, um, which Ooh. I think is the 17th. Does it change uh, of November? No, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what this is, 10.5% alcohol. Some fresh freshness. Fresh freshness. I mean, the color is beautiful, but it, it, takes, it looks like Kool-Aid when I was a kid. I'm just not going to lie. It does. It looks does. like strawberry Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Don't come bouncing. Kool-Aid's going to come through the wall. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, some people talk about serious wine. I one I don't really think any wine is that serious. But oh, this, this is, is like, this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. You could like, and not, you could drink this ice cold and it would still be good. Like this yeah. is fun. This is the wine that's gonna make you able to survive Thanksgiving with your in-laws. Is how how I think. I don't. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe I, not you. One. No, I don't know. But I mean, like, I mean, at ten and a half percent alcohol, I I don't think it's gonna help getting through the in-laws. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> It might help you get through all the drinking, but like, if you need, you know, the in-laws are going nervous. You, 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 you need gonna, more. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to go to Todd's Wines. <laughs> Only person out here making wines over 50 percent alcohol. Exactly. Have a little something. Glass yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little something, something, something. Mm -hmm. um, but this is. I love this. I, I love that. Where's the Zinfandel from? It's from a vineyard called Le Colline in the foothills east of town. So I source. All Shut up. There's Zinfandel in Washington State. Yeah. Who the fuck? Yeah. I didn't fucking know. Yeah, it has a hard time um, in some cooler years getting ripe, and I kind of was like, well, I see you, Zinfandel. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do right by you. I'm not going to try and make a really big red wine. Um, so uh, I had some friends who were also making Nouveau-style wines. Uh, my friend Robert Gomez at Hoquetis was uh, the one who kind of was like, hey, we should both do this. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 and so... Um, Last year was the first year I did this project with half a ton. I was like, I can afford to put that down the drain if I have to. Uh, and then this year I'm doing almost two tons of this. So we'll have a good amount. Yeah. Um, you guys need to jump on this instead of George I should have brought Dubois. a larger sample. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crunchy. And I mean, it's Definitely really like crunchy. strawberry bubble gum. It's just light. It's fruity. Yeah, it's, it's fun. carbonic Yeah, candy. it's got that little crunchiness. Yeah. You know, It's got all that, like, you know. All that fun hipster wine stuff, yeah. but it's good because I'm not a hipster, and I like it. <laughs> well, that so. is good. Um, 
I so, was nervous about bringing this one. No, thank no. Well, like I said, it's like what I love about doing this is connecting with people and just the fun wines I get to try. Yeah. Right. So this is super fun. Like I, I've never. I didn't. Literally, I did not know there was Zim, like Zinfandel in Washington. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. There is. Here it is. <laughs> allegedly, I didn't see. It. I mean, allegedly, this is Zinfandel. You know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is Kool Aid with a little bit of Everclear in it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I paid too much for the <laughs> So, um, like, when did you fall in love with wine? Uh, gosh, I knew you were going to ask me this question, and I still probably don't have a great <laughs> answer. Um, I, I mean, I always, I, I like to party. I did in college. I was a big fan of, of Andre peach flavor. That was oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. version Woo! of the baby duck, um, for sure. Uh, but then slowly started to, to steal better bottles of wine from my parents. Uh, but I worked in hospitality in high school and college, and then eventually a little bit later in my 20s, and really loved the hospitality experience a lot. Um, and then I was working in San Francisco in bars, um, like neighborhood bars. It was the height of, Dive bars. of, like, of yeah. fireball. It was a very sticky time. Um, <laughs> But would go up to Napa and Sonoma, and I, I honestly didn't really know what I was doing except for drinking and trying different wines. And um, my parents bought property here in Walla Walla, and eventually my husband and I were like, maybe we're country mice. And so we just moved <laughs> up here, and I started working working at a winery and fell in love with the process, kind of like Ashley said. Right. I, the process is beautiful. Can I, can I try the other yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really cool. So... Any advice you give yourself? I mean, I mean, you've kind of been in hospitality, but like now you're making wine. Like, what would you say to yourself now, given all your wisdom? You know, you're off the Andre Peach. You know. Yeah. Um, off that gosh. train. I would tell myself um, both to to give more of myself and to give less of myself. Uh, you know, I think I I gave a lot of myself to like jobs that were shitty mm -hmm. and not enough of myself to, to people I really cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's two, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. And they're both true, right? There's two sides. No matter how thin you slice, there's two sides to a coin. Like, life is very short mm -hmm. or life is very long if you make bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's great totally. advice. Um, who would you most like to have a bottle of wine with? I I've actually, had a lot of time to think I about it. I have thought about this. <laughs> uh, one, I have two answers like Catherine did. Uh, Julia Child. Ooh. Because she seems like a boatload of fun. Seems like she knows how to drink, knows how to eat. I can vouch she knows how to drink. I yeah. actually um, served her wine in Santa Barbara when I worked there. and I mean, she was really old, but she was like, oh, this is delicious. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Spend a yeah, whole exactly. night of your so life cool. listening to her yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh right. gosh, yes. Yeah, that'd be a blast. Yeah, and and then the other person is probably the person I spend the most amount of time drinking wine with, which is my husband. Oh. But when you're married for a while, um, and I have a new baby at home, uh, sometimes you know you sit down on the couch and you think you're just going to watch TV, but then you end up talking all night, and you're like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> you know, and it's just the best, and you never know when it's going to happen. And so I, I would say. I, would I think that's say, every yeah, day for my wife. She's like, who are you? He's great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, how, old your, how old your baby? She is almost three months old. Oh, wow. You yeah, have a she baby. Knew. Wow. Yeah, What's her name? Her name is August. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, August Jack. Yeah. I want to do something else. Was she born in August? She was born in August, there but her go. name okay. would have been August even if she came early okay. in July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's yeah. it's time. Oh no. Yep. Fuck Mary Kill. Wow. Oh, sorry, what's in your glass now? Is oh yeah, and then, is, yeah, tell is, me, oh, yeah, tell me Merlot about this. and a little bit of Petit Verdot, and by okay. a little bit, I and, mean seventeen percent. And before I get to FMK. Kind of like, what's your philosophy here? Okay, yeah, so I source entirely from the Foothills area, okay. um, which is where my parents have property. Okay. So I just keep it super local, you know, love the one you're with. Very thing. cool. Love the one. Uh, she's good. <laughs> um, all right, so three grapes. Um, okay, so this is a Merlot, so Merlot is one of them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I'm looking, what, what, is this, what does she drink? All right, I'm I'm I'd probably go easy on you because I, I Merlot. Because you know I'm sleep deprived. Yeah, <laughs> she's sleep deprived. <laughs> I mean, you do you're a baby sleep deprived. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm time zone yeah. sleep. It's complete. I, you're way more sleep deprived than I am. I just got to suck it up and drink. Um, <clears throat> all right, um, Merlot. We'll go. No, nah, I don't want to do that because she's making a lights in. It's not that's easy for her. She doesn't want to make like she's not gonna make a bone with that. So Merlot, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fuck with some whites. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I would definitely kill Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. Sorry, it's the cat pee. I have a hard time with it. It's what? The cat pee. Am I the only one? Yeah. You, 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 um, uh, am I in Washington State? Am I in Wallabong? You never heard of Delisle Chalor Blanc, the fucking most amazing white wine out of the, are you, are you, anyway, go ahead. Okay, Cappy, got it. Yep, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, so, but I have to kill one They're, they're like, it's a plan, damn Jake. <laughs> um, I, I guess, I, I would marry Merlot. I think they're they're a stable companion for life. Uh, they're loving. The right lush. bank of Bordeaux thanks you. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're gonna be there for you. Uh, and then I guess I'll, I guess I'll fuck Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? For a good time call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you, you so Thank you. much. Yeah, this was absolutely. a lot of fun. Tell your people how they can find you and be a part uh, of what yes, you're doing. Uh, um, we have a little tiny uh, winery out at the incubators in the airport, which are for startup wineries. I heard about that on my flight. Yes. That, you're, okay, cool. Yeah, yep. So I'm out there. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but for an easier time finding us, uh, the website is itawinery.com, and we're on Instagram. 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 She, she's so proper. Instagram. <laughs> yes. She likes to got the queen wave when she says, so, I'm on yeah. Instagram. Yes. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you can carry a glass and two bottles of wine. You have a baby. <laughs> the kid's going to be in trouble if she can't do that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Hello, kind sir. All right. Oh. oh. What's going on, man? Okay. Ooh. 
All right, everybody. I know you guys all know who this is. Right. And I love all your wines. I want to buy this whole room. Yeah. I see you out there. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I sure I, would. I, sure I know. Because I'm the black wine guy. I'm the other <laughs> and black he's, he's wine like, guy. He be, you, don't, you don't have to be Walla Walla. I was like, I said, you. You, should, you should become Walla Walla black wine guy instead of Walla Walla Sam. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pleasant treat. <laughs> Um, it's now all we're good. Gonna no, we're gonna, I'm going to get you on the way out, bro. You um, you so this is James Darden. Hey. James, what'd you, what, what, you brought a Prada wine. What'd you bring, my brother? Something that doesn't happen every day. Uh, this wine... Uh, Pull your mic a little about, closer for me. The, the, the wine grabbed me about six years ago. I, I was managing White House Crawford Restaurant. Then all of a sudden, this wine uh, came in called the Racha. Actually, uh, it was just dropped off. I was like, okay, we have this wine. Uh, it's Grenache. I think Grenache seems to be a great theme tonight, but has a little bit of Cabernet and also Syrah. Ooh. So to me, this was one of the most unique blends I've ever tasted, because I've never tasted it ever. And uh, I think it's a wine that uh, has a lot of complexity, but it, it really does draw you in. I, I personally think it's, if you're going to have a turkey and Thanksgiving, why not this yeah. wine? Uh, we have a quail on the list. I actually buy wine for a living, so T-Mac restaurant and quail would be perfect with this. Yeah, I was, when you said that, I was like, quail would be great, because it's got like all that grenache stuff going on, but then it's like, what else is in there, man? You know? But it also has that, you see that uh, the Rocks has a, a DNA, a, a certain aromatic. I think this has really nice finesse. You know, I think finesse is important. Her name is Elizabeth Boussier, and uh, it starts there. There's always a... a a, in this case, a gal behind the guy, Cayuse Wines. I love Cayuse. Uh, I studied Cayuse for a couple of years, maybe three years, before I actually moved here. So I fell in love with what was happening with Walla Walla. And uh, we came here for a tasting. About a house four months later, moved up here like Beverly Hillbillies. Yes, we did. That's my wife. If it didn't fit in the Ryu Hall, we didn't take it. Somebody got the barbecue. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, like, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Well, my roots are from North Carolina, but we made way to, to Northern California. And so at Napa, by way of Travis Air Force Base, so I was a military brat and okay. then fell in love with wine. And then age 26, found myself buying wine for a living in Napa. Y'all Damn. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was that's, a, uh, I felt like I was on vacation and I was working at the same time and yeah. uh, got to meet a lot of great people. Yeah. I smoked cigars with uh, Justin Meyer, Silver Oak. Barbara Mondavi lived down the street, so I'm very thankful and blessed. Yeah, it's really cool, man. I, I for me, it was kind of similar when I moved out to Santa Barbara. Just like, like when you move to wine country, like, like you're just around like wine rock stars. It's yes, pretty crazy. I met Julia Childs. Yeah, I, all I said was, "You're Julia Childs." She's like, "Yes, son, I'm Julia Childs." That was it. That was it. God bless Julia Childs. That was my story. That's it. So, um, you've worked at some pretty impressive places, like. You left Far Niente yes. to move to Walla Walla. I, I left my 401k. You're out your motherfucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's called the leaf of faith. I honestly, uh, Walla Walla, it, it, when we left here after tasting wine at Gramercy, I think our first tasting was at Rasa, we uh, just had this feeling. And uh, at that point, my wife and I wanted to buy a house. I could have been in Napa. Hell but no. I think, <laughs> but yeah, at that point, it was expensive. So we came here and we, we, I asked her one question, quality of life. And we were able to copy and paste our lives. So Ooh. yeah, 
Yeah, I have nice. to ask her. I got to buy her wine for a living, so I got to ask her to buy wine. She works at a Beha. Sorry, <laughs> shop there, but honey, can I have that 2015 Syrah, pretty please? <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> so, um, like for you, um, like was there a bottle that hooked you? The bottle that really set you down this path? Uh, yeah, hemophilia. Mar- yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, uh, 1988. Mm. I'll never forget it. It uh, had that uh, aromatics of eucalyptus. I'm yep. like, why is there mint in my wine? <laughs> exactly. So I decided to go there and find out. I, I saw the rose of eucalyptus. I actually saw the site. And we got mistletoe, my wife and I, for uh, Christmas. So I'm very in touch with it. I actually waited on Martha May. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the connections are there. So you don't forget. You know where you're at. Yeah. And so you're just always in the present. Don't you love like um, how wine and I said it when I was introing everybody, like it just it just it just it brings people together and it's like a portal to a time and place. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You never forget uh, that great bottle of wine you had with your friends. Yeah, yeah. It's a catalyst. It brings yeah. people together. Yeah. And and like, like you said, nobody's gonna get into a brawl when you're drinking wine. Nope. At least you shouldn't. Yeah. I, well, my brother and I did get snookered on pump jack and we did he did kick me out of the car, but that's that was <laughs> A different story. Punch out heavy alcoholic wine. My goodness. Yeah, he was like, "You brought me screw top wine. The fuck out my car. Thought you knew something about wine." I love. He's like, "It's 150 a bottle." Love piece of love, Jack. Um, who would you most like to have a bottle of wine with? I'd like to have a bottle of wine with uh, Robert Mondavi. Mm. You know, there were uh, a few times where I would meet him in an elevator. I wouldn't say you're Robert Mondavi, but I would, but I would thank him every time I saw him. I actually had lunch with him and sat next to him, so I was able to. I was that guy. I would ask like 20 questions, like kid, kid, stop asking questions. But I think he brought the uh, quality of life and the joy of the happiness of the pleasures of the table. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a fan of that, and I'm a little old school in all respects, so I, I do uh, love the stories of, of what he brought to the table. Harvest of Joy, I loved his book. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. actually signed it on my on my car. I tracked him down at the local restaurant. I was like, Robert, Robert, Mr. Mondavi, <laughs> sign my book. He goes, oh my God. <laughs> yes, I'll sign your book, son. Great, great to see you for the third time this week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sign your book. Hello, it's neighbor. Like, Hi. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this guy's stalking me. Yeah? <laughs> so what'd you think about the wine? Oh, this is yeah. this is this is kick ass, right? Yeah, yeah no, this really is this is pretty. It's it's fascinating. I've ne- I've never had a Syrah um, Grenache cab. What was there? Uh, Syrah Grenache. It was Syrah. Cab. It, was, it was. It was okay. Yeah. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Okay. That's, that's why I bought it. Jeez. That's why I brought it. I thought you would appreciate. No, it is. It is. It is. It's, it's fucking fine me appreciation. Up. Yeah, right? it is my appreciation. Um, it's it's beautiful. Um, any advice you'd give your younger self? Uh, the advice I would give to my younger self, sincerely, I would say you're supposed to, you were supposed to go through those hard times. Mm. You were supposed to. They were yeah, supposed clap to tell, for that. They were supposed to tell you no. Yeah, clap and for then that. You, and then you find yourself living the American dream and walla walla. Yeah. And we moved up all the way here and here we are. Yeah. That's my wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And that's that's, I'm sorry to get all choked up, but that's no, really what I, I would say to my younger self. You're supposed to go through stuff. Yeah. Yeah, listen. And here um, we are. Yeah. I buy wine for a living. That doesn't suck. No, that does not that suck. That doesn't suck. Right? It doesn't, doesn't suck. suck it does not suck. 
And and I really appreciate that because like that's like everything you're going through, like you know, it just builds you. It, it can build you or break you down, and it's obviously built you up. Yeah, so that's that's fucking nice. awesome. Um, tell me one thing you love about your life. Uh, I would say uh, bringing people to wine. Mm. That's always been my purpose. You know, I I, I sell flavor. If they Ooh. ask for. I do. You know, That's the quotable. I sell like, I want it to be fruit forward. Or I want it to be bold and tannic. I want it, I want it to feel like I'm back in Texas. <laughs> like, okay, there's a wine for you, sir. We got that wine. <laughs> so in making dreams come true, you know, I love being table side. I'll always be table side, I think, for the rest of my life, whatever it is. You know, uh, I think hospitality has always been uh, instilled in me through my mentors uh, that I met in Napa. Uh, Claude Rouas, Mr. Aubert de Soleil, founder. Uh, he taught me everything. He taught me grace. Uh, he taught me uh, that uh, pleasures of the table are the most important. You know, it could be a nice tea, but it's going to go great with that lamb. I tell you what. Mm. You don't have to drink to, to have fun. But <laughs> in this case, let's drink. Let me get some more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, life is, life is worth living. Oh, I love and here that. we are. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. It's yeah. very nice to be next to you, you Kevin Zeroli. I saw the YouTube bro. It was great. Oh, thank you, man. That was Kevin and Zeroli. Ke and he brought he Kevin Zeroli. That was my first wine book, by the way. It's the only. I mean, it's, it's the only one you need. To, like, if you if you had one book, That's that where that I one started. would. Uh, Godfather of Wine Education in America. Hands down. Fuck those stupid Windows movies you world. see on that emerging streaming channel. It was Kevin Zeroli. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm make it super hard on you now. F Fuck Mary, FMK. 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 Uh -huh. Fuck Mary, uh -huh. kill. Can I ask my wife? Can I ask my wife first? <laughs> no, 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 you can't. Um, Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, Washington State Cabernet Sauvignon, or Left Bank Bordeaux. What you got, son? <laughs> wow. Well, honestly. Uh, <laughs> he can't do anything. Washington. Washington. <laughs> Washington State, uh, I married you. I got a mortgage. I'm married. Okay. <laughs> Hell to the yes. And I love, and you know what? Okay, the other one is, F. yeah, I, I totally fuck Napa again. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, totally. I miss it. I miss it. I'll be back there next month. And then uh, and the other one I would left kill. Left Bank but, dead. And the, the other one I, I would kill. What was the one I'm killing? Left Bank Bordeaux. Yeah, Left Bank Cameron's Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, New World Wines are great. Yep. Things that are happening in Washington State specifically is incredible. I think Merlot has always been, you know, this or that. But I think all varietals. I mean, Washington State is it, everybody's got eyes on us. And yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And you know, you're right. You do have to choose Washington because you know what mortgage means. More, it's morte to die. You're gonna die here. So good for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's go. We Twice, have babies. Thirty fucking years. We got babies. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> And I and I'm with you, man. I I I, I if I'm in Bordeaux, I'm on the right bank because that right bank Merlot's banging. So, um, so thank you, James, man. Shit, uh, we got to do this like proper. Obviously, thanks so much for coming on, sharing this delicious yeah. wine. Yeah, when this is over, save some of that bomb, come out in the lobby and hang out in some more of that with you, alright, brother. It'd be nice. All right, man. Nice. Thanks so much, bro. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, and by the way, uh, you need to follow me. I'm Walla 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 Song. I know, I've got you, i got you. Instagram, Twitter. Thank you very much.
That is your Walla Walla Psalm, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're like a uh, Vanessa Williams song. We're going to go ahead and save the best for last. I'll go with that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> a fucking real winemaker showed up. That's right, motherfuckers. Uh, but although the beer is a little suspect. Like, it's, it's, I, I thought the thing was it takes a lot of good beer to make a great wine. It takes a lot of cheap beer to make expensive Yeah, wine. I mean, but, yeah. you know, I'll go back to college with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Walla Walla. Cheers. I have not had a Coors Light probably in 30 fucking years. That's awesome. Thank you for bringing that, man. Everybody, my next guest is Josh McDaniels. And now that I'm lit and warmed up, Josh was born and raised in Walla Walla and at an early age fell in love with the wine industry. All right. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a, it's been a long harvest, so I'm a little tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the mic moves. Everybody, it the does, mic, don't yeah. It moves. I think James was fucking, <laughs> James was fucking with it. Like Josh is up next. I'm going to fuck with him. Um, yeah, so uh, is all your fruit in? Uh, tomorrow. Oof. Probably well, Saturday. Well, now hey, man, thanks for yeah. Listen, thank you for being here for that. Clap for him. Like, like fucking. I feel special. Seriously, like, it's no joke. Obviously, you guys know I know a lot of winemakers in. To take some time to come and sit with. Well, clap, clap for my team. They're working their ass off. Clap for the team. It's good to be the king. <laughs> um, so, man, um, you grew up here. Um, wine a part of your life growing up here, or, or wheat like uh, Stacy? No, yeah, no, neither. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, born and raised here, and um, my dad. We were pretty poor. My dad worked the uh, night shift at the cannery here in town um, and got lucky enough that uh, Gary Figgins worked there at the same time and he kind of got to know him and, and um, you know, I remember as a kid taking my dad lunch at like midnight huddling under the heater in our nasty old Suburban and, and um, you know, that was Walla Walla back then. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of money around here. Uh, this is, you guys, this is why I do this because like white guy, black guy, so much in common. My father yeah. worked the fucking... Midnight shift at the post office for 40 fucking years. Fuck yeah, yeah. You know, Love and, and um, never even saw him, you know. Yeah. Um, and we had a Plymouth Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, I, I just that's, again, I, that's what I love about this beverage, man. Um, so uh, doesn't sound like there was wine on the table growing up. Hmm. No. But there was probably Coors Light. <laughs> Actually, they probably didn't have. They probably didn't have. They didn't have Coors Light back then. Yeah. It was Coors Banquet beer. Uh, the COs, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, so, how did wine come? When did you catch the wine bug? How did that come into play with you, man? Yeah. So uh, Gary Figgins uh, worked at the cannery with my dad, and you know there was a lot of pride around that. I think at the cannery that a yeah. guy like Gary could have, you know, his own American dream story get out of that and and now he's driving a few ferraris and and whatnot and rubbing it in my face but uh, <laughs> you know so my dad would save up you know some money and he'd buy some sangiovese from from gary because that was his cheapest wine you know okay yeah I, I, okay sangio I, yeah i'd fuck the shit out of sangio yeah there you go yeah i yeah. i like this guy yeah. he's sexy lady. <laughs> yeah but uh so yeah so you know that was a, that was going on 
Um, so I got to know Gary's son, Chris, um, and they took me under their wing. And I was uh, 15 years old, and my dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, he actually got hurt at the cannery, which ended up kind of, it was a big deal for my family at the time, but it ended up launching his entrepreneurial career. And, and you know, now he's got a lot of money. I wish he had money when I was a kid, but don't we all? But yeah, so I got to know the Figgins really well through my dad, and, and they took me in under their wing. And, and uh, when I was uh, 16, you know, scrapping around in, in Spanish class at Walla Walla High School, decided I'd start my own winery. And um, so just took a leap and I don't know how the hell I talked to anybody into giving me money but I started started that and it kind of proliferated from there okay well okay we gotta back that ass up because <laughs> everybody here knows but there's people live streaming like who, who's the Figgins family yeah so uh, Gary and Nancy and it actually always pisses me off uh, when people forget Nancy because mm. uh, we've, we've talked about this in the industry a bit is you know there's it's a male-dominated society, yeah. but or industry, but you know, there's a lot of incredible women that that were very influential. Absolutely, clap for that. Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, so Gary and Nancy founded Leonetti Cellar uh, in uh, 1977, yeah. and I think the 82 Cabernet was named uh, top of Cabernet in America, right. and kind of just launched Walla Walla and Washington wine right. qualitatively yeah. uh, into the into the national and international wine scene. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. and for people who might listen to this, like when I release it on the podcast, uh, Leonetti, like you said, it's like it's a cult wine out of out of Washington State. Was uh, huge, um, got great scores from Robert Parker, and um, it's it's still iconic to this day. Um, so and and then so your friends with. Uh, Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of. He's a lot older than I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's like a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 a mentor can also be a friend, just so yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, who gave you money at 16 to make wine? You can't even drink it. Yeah, it was legally. Crazy. Yeah. Legally, I'm, I mean, we all know, uh, yeah. you know. We were all drinking at 16. If you're in this yeah. room. <laughs> Um, yeah, what was that about? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, in hindsight, I don't know. It was, it was <laughs> like, like I wouldn't invest in a six, dumbass 16-year-old kid. And, um, so I got, you know, it was a couple guys, uh, one out of Seattle, one out of Portland, uh, my dad, and, um, and one other guy out of, out of Portland, actually. So, um, I, it ended up, it worked pretty well. Like, the first year, I think I made, like, 120 cases of wine. Sold it, um, in, like, a month, and then, you know, Kept kind of doubling that, and it was uh, it was pretty fun, and, and and did really well, and so ended up you know going to college at the Knowledge and Viticulture program, and um, the you know Bear Stearns collapse, everything happened around you know end of 2008, and that was I kind of had a big growth year right there, and I got, ended up ended up uh, dropping out of college, um, which was really challenging. I was always um, had a lot of academic scholarship opportunities coming out of high school, and so it was a really big. Um, Kind of paradigm shift for me, I think, and and really kind of sad in a lot of ways. But I ended up getting maybe the best education I could have had through you know going through that major economic collapse in the midst of a big growth year for my winery, and to pay for my winery, you know, I worked for Leonetti, so I moonlighted and then moonlighted again for myself after school. So it was uh, it was just a lot of of hard work and and trying to trying to make something, and and um, ended up working out. Briefly talk about how that hard work ethos was transferred to you from your father? Yeah, it's a great question. My dad, uh, man, I might get emotional talking about that. 
Um, uh, my dad, yeah, my dad is. Uh, it's okay, man. <laughs> I, you saw me choke up. <laughs> Sorry, it happens all the time. Yeah, it's, okay. it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, it is my fault. Um, you know, my dad. I, I've seen my dad go through a lot of uh, ups and downs, and uh, you know, business is. You know, somebody said earlier that you know, no wine is should be taken too seriously, and and I totally understand that sentiment. But like, you know, the, I, I, have you ever read Wine of War? Yeah, yeah, great yeah. book, and it's and like a good illustration, of like the connection between the family business and wine, and yep. like how that's your support system. Yep. And so, you know, there, you know, my, you know, having your own business, there's a really great relationship between having to make it and putting food on the table. And so, you know, I got my work ethic from my dad, and, and never giving up, and failure after failure that I had in my career early on. Um, you know, just keep going. And, you know, if you ask, you know, what advice you, you would, would you give to your younger yeah. self, I'd say just, you know, ignore the noise. There's, a, you know, it's, the more success you get and, and, and you know, people want to hate you for it. And, you know, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, listen, man. It's Believe a, in yourself and try to get after clap it. Clap for that, man. It's, um, I mean, everybody up here is in the wine business, and it, you guys know it's it's just true when you, when you're, when you're, uh, Building something, creating something, it's so hard, and 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 people come at you, and you have to believe in yourself. Obviously, you have to believe in yourself. And the fact that you're 16 and you're making wine, you sold your 120 cases in in like a month. I I understand why you were a uh, top 40. You were 40 under 40. Yeah, like you, this. man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm old as fuck, yeah. man. They, I joked about they would have to change it. Yeah. I was never unless they could do a 60 under 60. I was never going to make a list. And nobody's going to sift through fucking 60 photos online to see my black ass. So, um, <laughs> But you're also, you do a lot of stuff, man. Um, former president of the Walla Walla Valley Wine Alliance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what was the bottle of wine that started for you? It's probably a Eddie, but what was the bottle of wine? I'm, I don't want to put words in my mouth, but what was the bottle of wine that really just, you're like, Yes. Yeah, it was probably, you know, there are a few, obviously. Um, you know, probably early 2000s, Leonetti Sangiovese. Um, that Sangiovese is so good. I'm so glad someone gets me on the Sangiovese, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's sad, fuck her. Yeah. 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 All right, so I'm going to be good to the house because I could talk to you forever, bro. But you also have to tell everybody about this wine you brought. It's delicious before, I, yeah. before we do FMK. Yeah, so this is a 2019. This is a state reserve. Um, I'm a big fan of, of winemakers like Jean-Louis Chave and kind of like the attention to detail and sights. Mm -hmm. So when I got to take over Doubleback, it, it was uh, really important to me to develop our state vineyards. And so this is just simply the best red wine that we can make off of our state vineyard sites. And uh, 2019, you know, business and winemaking is so much more sometimes than just making wine. So yeah. 2019, we started our own farming company. And, um, you know, Drew and I made this commitment uh, to, you know, we hired our own farming company to do the right thing. And, and so, you know, we committed to, like, making them one of the top, if not the top paid vineyard crew in the Northwest. We have full health insurance, retirement benefits, and we keep them Clap employed. Clap for that. 
Because that's a part of sustainability that gets left out. It's not about the farming. Are you taking care of the people yeah. who help you make the wine? Yeah, so you know, sustainability gets so greenwashed sometimes. Yeah. And, and you know, the most important thing, one of the most important pieces of that is the people aspect. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it was a big commitment. But the cool thing was that it paid off in qualitative dividends like we didn't really expect. So we've got a great team around us. And um, you know, to be able to make impacts on people's lives is pretty cool. And what's in this blend? So this is a this is a 72% Cabernet. Then there's 25% Petit Verdot and 3% Merlot. Mmm. FMK. Where do I go with Josh to end the night, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fuck. Can I fuck them all. Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I did ask that to, to Jeb Dunnick, and he was he he was like, I'm not. Doing, I'm fucking them all. I was like, okay, Menage yeah. Jeff. Yeah, I'm on like Menage Jeb. Jeb. Yeah. <laughs> How does your yeah. wife feel about that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, had, I had dinner with Jeb uh, this this year, and maybe I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> he's like, he's like, balance is overrated, and I was like, tannins underrated. Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck this natural wine shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I didn't even get into the natty shit. Yeah. Um, Good marketing. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Oh God! It's gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to you. Cabernet Sauvignon, Petit Verdot, and Sangiovese. Mm, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill Petit. I, I love it, but it's love and Same, hate. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck the shit out of Sangio. I love <laughs> that lady. Like she is beautiful, uh, voluptuous, sexy. Uh, but Cabernet, I'm already married to her, so um, mm. she's uh gets better with age and. Um, Something that should get better each time you, you visit it. So, right on, man. Josh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, we'll do this again. I, I have good news for everybody who was on the stage tonight. You 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 have passed the test. I would do I will do a full podcast with you. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being in Walla Walla. It's uh, as a, when I was a kid, there was nothing here, and to see the growth. <laughs> You know, and, and all of these incredible people that have contributed to that, it's, uh, it's cool to have people like yourself here and, and experience it and then go and share that with, with everybody else. So thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Um, just stay right here while I wrap it up, all right? Um, first of all, you got to tell people how they can find you, how they can be a part of what you're doing here in, in Walla Walla. Yeah, uh, website's easiest, uh, bloodsowwineestates.com. Uh, we have three wineries, two here in Walla Walla, one down in Willamette. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you at one of our places. So Thank you. Yeah. And for everybody who's here tonight, let me tell you something. Um, I've never done this live before. Thank you so much for inviting me into your home, your house, your, your, your wine region. Thank you for the love you've shown me. Um, time is very valuable, and you guys took time out of your life to spend time with me tonight, and I don't take that lightly. Everyone who is a guest here, thank you so much. Again, I want to thank the entire team at The Walls. I want to thank the uh, Walla Walla uh, Wine Alliance, who will be sponsoring season six of the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good plug. Businessman. <laughs> right, uh, I ain't fucking around. <laughs> and to all my mavericks, philosophers, deep thinkers, and wine drinkers, it's your boy MJ. This has been the Black Wine Guy Experience. Peace. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha!